Welcome to the Fundraising Leadership Mini Podcast, where we share tips to empower leaders in the nonprofit world. I'm Janice Cunning, and I'm here with my partner, Michelle Malay Dillon. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Janice. Hey. So today so, we're going to talk about creating a culture of accountability. We are one of our favorite topics, and uh, we're we're going to build on actually um, the last podcast, mini mini podcast that we did, which was three ways to get stuff done. So, um, if you haven't listened to that yet, go back and have a listen. Yeah, we talked about in that podcast. We talked about three simple but powerful questions to ask um, your team or your group or your direct report to ensure accountability happens. Um, and those questions were, what are you going to do? When will you do it? And how will you report back? Yeah. And today we're going to really talk about, okay, that sounds great, but what if it's not done? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which when we when we do a workshop on this topic uh, is often the question that gets asked right away. So then what do I do if it doesn't get done? And, <laughs> and I think... We take a big stand for really creating a culture of accountability, meaning that it's happening without shaming and blaming people. Mm -hmm. That you know that it should feel good. That it there should be clarity. Um, there should be empowerment. There should be commitment. So that's that's what we're striving for. And so I think one way to get at that is to actually ask some questions to follow up on what happened that are curious as opposed to judgmental. Yeah. I mean, oftentimes if we, if we have a non-judgmental sort of check-in and conversation about, okay, so there was a deadline and why wasn't it done? You know, a lot of times it's like, well, there was this other, you know, hot job that came across that I had to re I had to reprioritize things. And this other thing was something at a much higher priority. And so there might be an understandable reason yes. that it wasn't completed. Yeah. And also, yeah. I mean, sometimes we just drop the ball. Like yeah, we just sometimes completely that happens. forget, right? And, right. you know, that can be a one-off. And and so, that, you know, it just may be like cleaning up the mess that you've made by dropping the ball. But actually, if you if you suddenly are dropping a lot of balls, it can also be a bit of a signal, like maybe there's mm -hmm. some overwhelm, um, mm -hmm. you know, maybe some like this often happens in nonprofits, you're short staffed and you're trying to do yeah. two or three people's jobs and you just, you just cannot actually uh, kind of keep on top of things. Or it could be if somebody's sort of consistently dropping balls, like they just actually might not have a good system, you know, mm -hmm. for, um, for keeping track. And the other thing, Michelle, that we see a lot is, you know, they, uh, Margaret and David are, and there are many podcasts talking about these saboteurs and the pleaser saboteur sometimes leads us to like say yes to everything. Yeah. And then we just don't have enough hours in the day to actually do things. So there's like a lot of reasons that people might be dropping a ball. And if you just um, get annoyed or judge them for it, you're not going to get to the root cause of what's actually yeah. happening. And that's what's important that you're pointing out is getting to the root cause of what's happening so that you can get creative or you can fix it together or you can figure out, okay, there's something we need to change so that we can get things done and make sure uh, accountability happens. So that, you know, these, these conversations, although there is some flexibility in them because we are all human, we can drop a ball, like things happen in life, in our personal lives, like things happen, right? 
We're all allowed to be human. And yet if this is an ongoing pattern in your team or your organization that things do not get done when people say they will get them done, there is a, a greater conversation that needs to happen. And the key to that is being curious about it and non-judgmental. That is yeah. the that is the key. Yeah. And then on the flip side, you know, one thing I think that we often don't do enough that this this is the one of the things I love about coaching is we often don't ask what happened when something went really well. Like maybe the person exceeded your expectations. Maybe they actually finished the project early. Maybe they ended up being able to do more than you were expecting them to do. And so it's also nice to ask them like, hey, what did you learn from that? Or what was that experience like? Or, you know, how did you actually uh, manage to hit the target two days early? Like whatever it is, it allows that person to actually, first of all, feel good, you know, like sort Mm -hmm. of be acknowledged for the fact that they've done well. But also to say like, yeah, you know what, this time I streamlined the process or I actually asked for help earlier in the process, right? So instead of struggling through myself, I went to, you know, my coworker and asked them, or maybe you found somebody else in the organization who'd done something similar and you went and got some advice, right? So there's ways in which we often um, just kind of go like, okay, well, that got done, check, (laughs) Yeah, but you know, there's always something to learn or for us to learn from each other about how we got things done. Another thing that comes up for me, Janice, and you're listing all those reasons, which were so true. You know, sometimes uh, the success of getting something done is that I said, absolutely not. I'm not going to do anything else for three hours on Tuesday morning, you know, until I get this done. Mm. Like sometimes it's carving out that time or we're being really clear about not letting anything else interrupt you. So there's all sorts of uh, ways of celebrating with each other what worked because you can learn from each other about what worked and begin yeah. to share that that system. And what I love about what you're saying, Michelle, is that learning about, yeah, like I focused or I said no to other things or I, you know, calendared it or whatever I did, mm-hmm. that can often be the antidote that we what we were talking about when people are failing to be dead, right? Yeah. So like a lot of times I think, people are struggling because they don't know how to prioritize or say no to somebody or like know if they have permission, you know, like Mm -hmm. often within an organization, there is a person or two that you're like, I don't think I'm allowed to say no to that person. (laughs) But that might not be true. You know, like Mm -hmm. you that that's part of your job as a leader is to make sure your team actually knows like what is the decision making process. They have too many things to do, which I think pretty much across the board, every person who works at a nonprofit at some point feels like they have too many things to do. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some follow up questions. So after, you know, you've had the conversation with someone about what needs to be done and they've said what they're going to do and how when they're going to do it and how they'll report back to you as to whether they did it or not. Now is the follow up conversation. So, you know, asking them, okay, did you do it? Right. And, and what were the results? Like, is it completed? Is it partially completed? What did you notice? What worked? What didn't work? What would you do differently next time? And just see what the answers are. Exactly. Right? This is all, we're all, we're, we're all always learning. Yes. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and open to learning. Hopefully. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, 
I, to me, it's really one of the fun parts about coaching is when your client comes back, you know, for a session and they've committed to do something uh, at the last session. And then you actually get to like really dig into what happened. Uh, you know, it's a part that I find so delightful and it's so interesting, the kind of insights that people have. So, you know, as a call to action, I would say, you know, build that into your one-on-ones in particular. Um, like give the person a chance to actually declare to you like what has happened. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll link to the tip sheet and then you can see some of those questions and just try them out, you know, and see, see what works for you in terms of probing a little bit deeper. Yeah. Have fun with it. And, uh, it's got a lot of, um, possibility to really shift the way you're working together. This mini podcast is brought to you by Fundraising Leadership. We provide unique coaching and training programs that powerfully transform how you work in order to get results. Please subscribe if you haven't already. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're enjoying this show, you can help us continue to bring thoughtful content with a one-time contribution. This supports our production costs and keeps the show ad-free. If you make a contribution today using the link in the show notes, you will receive one or more of our highly acclaimed online courses, which are super cool. Now, go put it into practice. Yeah.